0: hello friends and welcome to the higher self podcast consider this a rest stop along the winding often challenging path of being both a human being and a spiritual being a place to rest your mind and heart and feel not alone in the process of remembering who you came here to be i'm karina devi and together we'll explore awakening healing mindful embodied living, and so much more. Thank you for being here in your full humanness and your bright inner light. Welcome to Higher Self. It is so good to be here. I I have been dreaming and desiring to create a podcast for so long you guys I feel like this has been a conversation that has come up in so many ways from so many directions that it feels like one of those things where the universe is like shouting at you to do something and you're just kind of walking along living your life doing your thing and then you have this moment where all of these messengers converge in one place and you're like oh, oh, I have to do it now. Okay. Okay. It's time. I get it. <laughs> That's essentially what happened. So to give you a little background, and and if you don't know me, I use my voice as a medium for serving, for offering love to mothers, to college students, to couples, to people. And I do that by guiding meditations and yoga practices and mindful experiences. I do that by teaching courses and also just sharing from the heart and loving on people. When I'm in that place of serving someone, sitting with someone, when they are deep in an uncomfortable emotion and I'm holding space for them and letting words move through me. Not judging them about whether or not they're the right words or the right combination, but just like trusting it and letting it flow. That energy I feel in that space feels like who I am. It feels like home. And to me, that is what embodying my higher self is. There's so many definitions of this, right? Some people would say your higher self is a higher dimensional, etheric, maybe angelic aspect of you. Or some people would say your higher self is your soul. And some would say that it is your highest, wisest, truest self. It is the part of you that can discern what feels correct, what feels like the highest choice what is the high road in that situation? I think it's that part of you that feels so grounded, so expansive, and so tapped in. And the more that we can live from that place, the more fulfilled we are, the more peaceful we feel, the happier we are, the deeper our connections can be, the more vulnerable our relationships become. And I think that on any path of spirituality, mindfulness, yoga, uh, anything that we do for self-improvement, we're really looking to embody that higher self ultimately, right? We want to be the best version of us. And to me, the idea of a higher self is my anchor into that being I want to be. When I imagine myself as an old woman, that old woman is so grounded wise. She moves slowly at her own pace. Her eyes are almost permanently stuck in this beautiful knowing smile. (laughs) And obviously there is so much wisdom that comes with experience and age. And we have so much wisdom within us. And it just takes intending to connect with it that allows it to spring forth and trusting what comes through us in those quiet moments we find, whether that's in meditation or it's snuggling with a loved one or it is going for a walk and listening to the birds and the breeze blowing through the trees and feeling the sun warming your skin. Those moments of quiet and presence are some of the spaces that I value the most. And I especially value the messages that come through. And so this brings us back to the story of how this podcast came to be. Let's say I've been very busy for a little while. (laughs) I've been doing a ton of things, holding many roles in the wellness and mindfulness space and I was starting to feel like it was too much, like it was time for some of those things to go. And in that process of honoring the endings, of saying goodbye and feeling grateful for the place that those roles had in my life, I started to dream again. I never stopped dreaming, but I started to feel like those dreams were in reach again. They weren't something that like, oh yeah, I'll do that down the road when I'm not so tired and stressed. It became available. And so I let this one job go that I had been doing for about four years that really meant a lot to me. I knew it was time. And around the same time, I restarted my daily meditation practice I always have mindfulness and these sort of living meditations woven into my life. But as far as doing a formal seated practice each day, I hadn't done that in a while. So I started doing that again. And I noticed that every time I would just be in that peaceful silence, this voice would whisper in always saying the same thing, which was simply this, start a podcast. (laughs) And at first, you know, I don't always take those voices seriously right away. I go through that process of wondering, is this, like, is this my soul self speaking? Is this my higher self speaking? Or is this um, just another thought? passing through in my mind, you know, like where is this coming from? And and how much energy and time do I give this thought? First time I just let it go. Second time, next day in meditation, it comes up again. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I just let it go. And I didn't even notice this pattern until about five or six days in. I was up late at night and my son and my beloved were asleep and I'm in the house just quiet. There's one lamp on and the rest of the house is dark and I'm just kind of lost in my senses feeling so peaceful and grounded and spacious just washing a dish here and there and wiping down the kitchen counter and folding some laundry and just moving really slowly and and um, it was such a beautiful peaceful moment and it came through so strongly, so much so that I felt overcome by the stream of inspiration flowing through my body. And I pulled out my phone and I opened the voice app. I, I have professional audio equipment, which is what you're hearing, but it was upstairs with everybody sleeping. And so I was just like, okay, I just gotta get this out. And I recorded like two hours of, of a podcast episode <laughs> and it felt so inspired and so right and so good and I thought as I I pressed the stop record button like damn like I my being everything in me has been ready for this waiting so eager to give and love and speak and then the next day I listened the episode and while the content of it still spoke to me I was so hung up on the quality you know you could hear like the dishwasher going in the background and all these little noises and you know I was (laughs) I recorded it while I was walking around my house so you can hear little creaks from the floorboards it felt not good enough to me which now makes me feel sort of like oh oh, that sweet little inspired podcast is like deemed not good enough and tossed in the corner with the dust when there was so much beauty in it. But this part of me that said, you know, audio quality is really important and can really make or break a podcast. That part of me won in that moment of, I'm not going to let the world hear this. I sat with that for a few days it made me sort of rethink like, is this the right choice or am I going to keep second guessing myself and what's going to be good enough? I'm still really committed to creating this show. I don't want to call it a show. I don't even want to call it a podcast, honestly. Maybe <laughs> let's call it a voice stream. <laughs> How does that sound? <laughs> the next day as i'm just like sitting with this and i'm feeling a little discouraged and like god i'm getting in my own way but i like i i feel so strongly on both sides of this argument within myself i got a message from somebody and they said hey what's the name of your podcast and i said oh, do you mean this episode of like this other person's podcast that I was a guest on last week? And they're like, no, 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 like your podcast. I was like, um, how did you get in my brain? And then they explained like, don't, don't you have your own podcast? Like I thought you had one and I, I've always wanted to listen to it and I just, you know, was about to and I can't find it. I don't know what it's called. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> how interesting. And I let them know like, you know, I'm in the works, but it's not live yet. I'll let you know when it's out. (laughs) And then a few days later, I record another episode. Again, it's just heat of the moment on my phone, and I'm in this place of screw perfectionism. I am not going to let myself stand in the way of what is wanting to come through me because I so fully trust what naturally flows in quiet and inspired moments. And again, I listen back to it and my brain goes, hello, what about the audio quality? It could sound a lot better. And I'm so grateful for that experience because while it was this mental tennis match, it really brought to my awareness the perfectionism that is present in me. And I started to see it in all of these other places. I saw it in my work. I saw it in the way that I cleaned the house and it never quite felt good enough. All of these projections of it's not up to my standards. And so I started exploring this idea of perfectionism and remembering some of the things Brene Brown said. And I'm going to share those in a minute, but yesterday I decided I'm going to do this. I am birthing this podcast into the world because it is dying to come through me and I'm getting in the way. I believe that when we feel inspired, when we're in a creative flow state, that something is coming through us that is meant to come through us. It didn't come through someone else. It came through you and it came through to be channeled, to flow, to be brought into the world not to be stifled. I've really wanted to honor that. So I decided, okay, I'm going to listen back to this last podcast one more time. And I'm going to give myself permission to either let it be imperfect or to record a new one. And I, I but I'm one of those is going to be out in the world. <laughs> like it's happening. And then this morning I see that a dear friend of mine, just created her podcast I messaged her I was like so excited and then she said the same thing about I was looking for your podcast and I didn't know what it was called (laughs) it's so interesting when you have this internal drive in a certain direction and then the outside world reflects that back to you I take that seriously I believe that we are conscious creators of our life We have influence, we can manifest, we can create virtually anything we want. And sometimes there are things that we are destined to bring into the world. I think about the Mindful Mamas app that I co-created with some of my dearest friends. I know that that was meant to be born through us, just the way that some of the most iconic songs were meant to come through Stevie Nicks and not Debbie Harry through Michael Jackson and not Prince, you know, (laughs) like it needs your flavor. Yes, it could come through anyone, but it came to you. Let it come through you. Mindful Mamas is a female founded business and we work with a lot of female founded businesses. And so there's this conversation that's often happening around perfectionism. And how much that eats away at our energy, at our creativity, at our ability to feel satisfied with the work that we're doing. And so I wanted to just touch on this a little bit. Listen to what the master, the legend, the prophet, Brene Brown says about perfectionism. So this is from The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. She says, Perfectionism is not the same thing as striving to do your best. Perfection is not about healthy achievement and growth. Perfection is not self-improvement or striving for excellence. Perfection is the belief that if we live perfect, look perfect, and act perfect, we can minimize or avoid the pain of blame, judgment, and shame. It's a shield. Perfectionism is a 20-ton shield that we lug around thinking it will protect us when in fact, it's the thing that's really preventing us from taking flight. She goes on to say, feeling shamed, judged, and blame, and the fear of these feelings are realities of the human experience. Perfectionism actually increased the odds that we'll experience these painful emotions and often leads to self-blame. It's my fault. I'm feeling this way because I'm not good enough. Perfectionism is addictive, because when we invariably do experience shame, judgment, and blame, we often believe it's because we weren't perfect enough. So rather than questioning the faulty logic of perfectionism, we become even more entrenched in our quest to live, look, and do everything just right. Oh, Brene with the mic drops, always and forever. As a creative, I view perfectionism as a major roadblock. It's like this death spiral we can encounter. You sit down to write or paint or speak or move, whatever your art is. And then you start to question yourself. You start to second guess yourself. In that moment, you switch from expression which is often body-based or comes from our subconscious, and we move into this state where we are hyper-self-aware, where we're analyzing our actions as we're doing them, even before we're doing them. We're anticipating our actions and viewing them through the lens of judgment. Who thrives in those conditions? And I know some of us learn to. Right, Especially if we had a caregiver growing up who was very critical, we might have learned to handle pressure really well, even shine in the midst of it. And if you are that person, what would it feel like to take yourself out from under that thumb, out from behind the lens of your own criticism that I would say is not actually your own but is likely an inherited view of yourself that's not true but is familiar how much lighter might you feel how much freer might you move or write or paint if you could just be for me i so deeply value the flow state the flow state is where it all happens that's the magic That's the trick. That's when you're working for eight hours and you're like, what, I just had breakfast because you are so absorbed in what you're doing. Your senses are alive. You are consumed with the work, the creation, the expression, the love flowing through you. And we can't enter a flow state when our neocortex is that active with judgment, analysis, And especially not through the lens of shame. Thinking, this isn't good enough. This isn't going to turn out well. Oh my God, who would read this? Who would listen to this? Perfectionism places our work on too high of a pedestal. It puts this unnecessary pressure on the task at hand. We cannot do our best work. We do not do our best work. When we've got our protective self running the show, the protective self being the one who really listens to fear, who says, Oh, no, the last time we did this, we were embarrassed, or we were let down. And so we're not going to do that again. We cannot let that voice of fear, shame, judgment, embarrassment, whatever we're worried about experiencing, we cannot let that stand in our way. When we come to a project and we say, I know that excellence courses through my blood. I know that I create beautiful things. And I'm not going to put pressure on this project to be a certain way. I'm not going to force it to look like anybody else's. I'm just going to open myself and see what happens, and see what comes through, and I'm gonna trust. Even if it doesn't look like anything wonderful at the beginning, I have this incredible track record I can look at. I can remind myself of how capable I am, how strong I am, how creative I am, how resourceful. Instead of aiming for perfect, why not set an intention to have fun while you do it, to listen to what wants to come through to you, to feel peaceful as you do it, right? Because the end result is that no matter which path you take, that project's going to get done. Now, it might happen with a lot of self-loathing and feeling rushed and pressured and not good enough, Or it can happen feeling relaxed and playful and exuberant. (laughs) It can happen feeling sultry and dramatic and sassy. It can happen however you want. The outcome is the same. If anything, the outcome with perfectionism is depleted, halted. So why not have fun while you do it? And... When you find yourself in that perfection spiral and you feel yourself spinning with all of those emotions, that constriction in your body and you're having this feeling of, I know that there is this perfectionism program running through me right now and I want to get out, but I'm really in it. The first thing that I would suggest is stepping out of your environment if you can. If you've been sitting at your desk having that experience, go walk into the other room. Go take a walk outside. Change your environment. Take a few breaths. Notice what you see. Let yourself become present. And if you're in a place where a mental process might feel helpful, some exploratory questions you can ask yourself are, Where did I learn this? Whose approval am I seeking? And what am I afraid will happen if I'm not perfect? The answer to those three questions are what it all comes down to. And if we can see, Oh my God, I'm trying to get a perfect score from my high school swim coach. Or... I'm trying to get my mom to say, I'm proud of you. And then I encourage you to explore what does it feel like to be good enough for myself? What does it feel like to approve of myself, of the focus and presence, the energy and time that I put into something? And at the same time, not to let that be a measure of your worth. But to start to reform your view of yourself and your work or your creative endeavors as it doesn't matter what I make, it doesn't matter how much I do, I approve of myself. I love myself. I give myself a 100% because I showed up or because I did the best I could. It just has to be what is good enough for you. And the more compassion you can bring to that space, the more understanding and love and grace, the lighter everything becomes. You get to a point where you don't even need to forgive yourself because there's this innate compassion that lets you see yourself through the eyes of unconditional love and understanding before any shame or judgment even has the chance to come in. And that is a beautiful place to be. I am on this journey of healing perfectionism in myself right alongside you. And what's so funny to me is that I had no idea that I was dealing with perfectionism because in my mind, a perfectionist was someone who we might deem as being type A, as being a high achiever of doing all of these great things in the world. And I didn't, I didn't see myself that way. I look at my accomplishments. I look at how much I do and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I may not be type A, but damn, I think I'm in that boat. Oh man. <laughs> I think in anything we do, Even if it is for others, we can learn so much about ourselves. We can grow in such beautiful ways. And I did not expect just the genesis of this voice stream podcast, whatever we want to call it, to be so growthful. But here we are. I'm about a week into the process, and I feel like I am growing and learning leaps and bounds. So not only am I going to be sharing about stepping into your higher self, but I know I can feel the potency of stepping into my own higher self more fully than ever before. Thank you for listening and spending this time with me if this impacted you in some way please share this episode share it on instagram send it to a friend that you thought about while you were listening let that impulse move you and i would love to connect with you on instagram my handle is at karina.devi and i look forward to seeing you next time have a beautiful day So the moral of the story is trust the process. Ask yourself, what's here for me? What can I learn? How can I grow through this experience? And what wants to come through me? And how fully, powerfully, and joyfully can I trust that it's right, exactly as it is. Thank you for joining me. Have a beautiful day, friends.